Hi, this is Matt Welsh with Spiritual Media Blog, and today I am here with Joy Reeser, author of Go Enjoy, an Alphabetical Adventure, Go Enjoy, Venture to Your Center, and Designed to Shine. Joy, thank you so much for being here with us today. You're welcome, Matt. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Um, and to get started with, you know, your books, the word joy is in the title and, you know, your name was also joy. So tell me a little bit about uh, joy. I mean, how did you get interested in this topic? What does joy mean to you? And, and what can we do to cultivate more, more joy in our lives? Wow, that's like a, a three-part, four-part question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was given the birth name Joy, and my joy was squashed in my family. I think many of us that come onto the earth plane, we have wounds that were given. And so it's something that we need to get over. <laughs> yeah. And I had that name Joy calling me forward. I wanted to be that joy without wounds, carrying around wounds on my back. Um, the go in joy is from years ago. I'm now, I'm divorced. My ex was getting a personalized license plate and he got NC3542 or something. He got the elevation of the house we were building in North Carolina in the mountains. Hmm. I said to him, if I was going to get a personalized plate, I would want to put a message into the world. And he said, go for it, get a personalized plate. I looked up all these different ones with the word joy in them and I was in a place in my life where I wasn't making my own decisions. And I went to Joe in the living room and said, which one? Hmm. He picked go in joy. Hmm. And that has been my license plate. It was in Ohio and then it was in North Carolina. And in fact, the day, a very important day that he told me he didn't want to be with me anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. I stopped at the mailboxes on our mountain of our mountain house. And there was my North Carolina plate. Wow. Go in joy. You know, I have lived in synchronicity for decades. So people, my clients call me their joy bringer. You can be with me for a short time and you will feel better. I can raise the vibration of any room and I recommend joy. <laughs> I understand that so many of us, and I was, I read, a, um, oh, what's her name? It's a code, codependent, no more, um, Melody Beattie. I mean, I have five books that I read one page in every morning as part of my spiritual practice. And I also sit in silence. I also write in journals. But I know from reading that book from all these years, I know the people that are 
in a place that's not joyful. And that was me um, living in a codependent household that my, to my father's raging, his door slamming, screaming, his yelling at us if we fell down. It was traumatizing to me. I was born sensitive. Um, and I know that I had this conversation recently that so many people, they want to recover joy. They don't feel joyful. And there are, life is life and some people's lives are so stressful, so overly full, I, I believe. Um, but if I was going to give tips to become, <laughs> to recover your joy, I would recommend carving out at least five minutes to yourself. Be with yourself. Draw a list of what you're doing and then draw a list of what you want to be doing. And you might see that, oh my gosh, I'm not taking care of myself. Mm. Um, you might see that you are giving so much of your time to others and you, you need to fill up your own well of beingness. Like we cannot give ourselves away and give ourselves away and be joyful. I'm, I am almost always in a good mood. I wake up happy that I have another day <laughs> and I fill up myself with my spiritual practice. I, I used to be in such overwhelm. You know, I'd said too many yeses and I, I've learned to not do that. And I have learned to slow down. Um, I have gotten off adrenaline. Adrenaline used to run me. I was running a race in life. I published, I self-published four books in like three years. Wow. Like what was that about? Yeah. That was about racing through life and I don't do it anymore. So I, I, I will probably name other ways um, they will come to me of, you know, to find your joy though, I think, and I have a rhyme about joy, if, may I read it? Please, and let us know what, where, where is this rhyme coming from? It's coming from my first Design to Shine book. Oh, and so cool. Thank you. And these, all my books, I believe I'm a channel for everything good. Okay. I didn't try to write these books. And H-I-J, J. All right, here's the J rhyme and illustration. It's joy. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you. The um, illustrations are fabulous watercolors by Lauren Connell, this artist in Georgia. Um, but here's joy, and this is what came to me that may speak to you. A feeling so high, so bold and so deep, it's natural, normal, 
your birthright to keep. Meet essence of joy on a walk in the creek, then stepping on grass in tender bare feet. Greet joy by yourself or with badgers nearby, with monkeys on treetops, geese streaming through sky. Add hula in sunbeams, do not hesitate. Share it, embrace it, to joy celebrate. I really like that. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I, I do want to come back to that, to your book, because that sounds and looks like such a cool book. But I also want to hear more about this, this quote. I mean, for me, that just, when I hear that, when I think of joy, I, one thing I'm hearing is it's like that a natural birthright. So this is almost like connecting with our natural sense of joy or inner being. Am, am I hearing that right? Yes. And um, Matt, these books speak to the inner child of adults. And I think that the problem with so many adults is that they, they're out of touch with their inner child. Because if people would sit down and think, what did I love to do when I was a kid? The thing is, you know, I am not a Bible scholar, but I know that we are to be like children. We are to love these lives that we have been given on the earth plane. And I know that I suffered for decades and I hid. I wasn't loving life the way I am now. But now that I am, <laughs> I know it's what we are meant to do, that we are meant to move through our wounds, through the angst, release things we're holding that happened to us decades ago. Don't hold those anymore in our bodies so that we can be like children, we can blow bubbles, we can skip, we can I hula hoop. And this is, this is because my creative wounds, well, I had deep creative wounds from my dad. He was, he would yell, why would I go to the band concert? Those kids can't play. Well, thank you, dad. You gave me great wounds to heal from. Mm -hmm. And one of them, these creative wounds in me, because I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I couldn't write any good paper for my father, but I studied that there's a classic book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And one of the questions she asks is, what did you do as a child that you loved? And I wrote down hula hoop. <laughs> The next day in the frozen food section of a discount store in Northeast Ohio, there was a pink hula hoop and I knew it was for me, 99 cents. And I brought that home. You know, I didn't notice there were probably tons of them in the toy department that I didn't go into. I saw the one next to the frozen peas. 
So I started hula hooping again at age 42 or whatever age I was. And I, to this day, I am quite a bit older than that. And I hula hoop a few times a week, <laughs> especially in a sunbeam. That is my favorite way to do it when the sun is shining and also bare, in bare feet to feel my, to connect with mother earth and the sunshine, that is so joyful for me. But you have the way, what brings you joy? You know, for some people, they're 50 years old before they remember, oh, I love to ride horses. Yeah. And then they go and they ride horses. You know, joy is available for each one of us. It's, but we have to decide and on this other interview I was on, she said she felt that if she was playing, people would be looking at her like, why aren't you working? We have to let go of other people, what they think, what they believe in us. I have let go of everything. <laughs> to honor myself and myself likes playing. I, I have my jacks and um, I need to play jacks. I haven't played jacks in a while, but I used to do that for hours as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I mean, again, one thing I hear from you is really just carving out time for yourself um, to be with yourself, to do the things that you, that you really do enjoy. Yeah. I mean, I've counseled people that were giving all of their time to like their mate and they would say, I'm not feeling very good. And I, I said, tell me about your life and everything they name is for another person. And, and I think and, there's, yeah, I was going to say, I think you're really on point with this. Um, or if even if it's not their mate, it might be their, their children or their parents. And I, I guess, you know, how do you, how do you balance trying to be there for your, your family, your mate or your parents, especially if they might be going through um, their own like physical or psychological illness how do you how do you balance being there with taking that time for yourself without you know getting them really upset at you or you feeling guilty i think this comes from speaking directly to people and this is something that also a lot of individuals have trouble doing but if i was caretaking someone being their caregiver, and I have done that. I have, I've done that, not 24 seven. I was doing that for my mother with dementia when my father was out of town. Well, maybe it was 24 seven, it was. <laughs> this was a long time ago. I, at first, what I've learned, what I've learned to do is just find ways and some, you have to be creative maybe and maybe it's because I am so creative I would pack headphones to go to my parents house 
to be with them, but to shield myself from the very loud news programs that they were watching for hours and hours and hours. And I would pack my tennis shoes and my um, workout clothes so that I could say, hey, I'm going to go out. And I take I would take walks in their neighborhood. And I learned to even take food I like to eat because how how they ate didn't work for me. So I think that the more we can grow in our own self care, our self understanding, like what do I need to be a really happy person? Yeah. I need this. And you learn that when you go visit your parents or your aging parents or your when you're taking care of other people, you're, I don't think we're meant to give ourselves all the way away. Yeah. Now there, there are times we cannot balance, you know, we could be in situations where we cannot balance what's going on, but then when you've given all this time and energy, you go home perhaps, and that's when you can balance yourself by being with yourself, well, what do I need? I need a bath. I need to sit in a quiet room, not doing anything. You know, we can balance it out. Um, that's yeah. what I, am. <laughs> I, I, I I agree. I agree. I think you're right. It does take uh, some, uh, well, the word you used, I like is creativity and I mean, that really uh, stood out when you showed me uh, your book, Designed to Shine. I mean, I guess, could you talk a little bit more, first of all, about your book and then maybe before, and then maybe after that about the, your own creative process? Because it's, it's pretty rare to see um, an author with such nice illustrations um, talking about some of these more uh, deeper uh, concepts. So that, that was pretty interesting. Oh, thank you. It's, it is because I was wounded for decades. <laughs> I healed for years and years. I knew I desired to be come. <laughs> I desired to become a better version of who I was. I had written um, in my journal a prayer to to become the joy I am created to be. Hmm. And then I watched my life be so filled with synchronicity, given the right book, given the right tool, given the right healer, led to the right workshop. I have done a lot of self-development work. Um, I couldn't, I could not speak to a therapist years ago they said the word dad and I became a puddle of tears. Oh. I had so much pent up angst, angst over my relationship with my father. But years later, I had written some poems. I wrote poems as a kid and I knew a friend who was in a poetry group. I called Jenny and I said, tell me about that group. I wonder if I belong there. 
And she said, oh, everyone belongs there, just come. And I just lost my train of thought, but it was, what was it? I can go on tangents and forget. Um, oh, and then I'm in that class. And one day the teacher brings out a flyer, poetry therapy. Poetry Therapy with John Fox. He has started the Institute of Poetic Medicine. And he believes in poetry as medicine. He's written fabulous books. I went to a couple poetry therapy workshops. I just got goosebumps because, you know, everyone has their path their own path, how long they're gonna hold what they're holding, the releasing of it, the finding finding the right antidote to what they're suffering with. And, and I think at the core, many of us are suffering from a lack of loving who ourselves. We need to love ourselves. And what I've come to understand is that even if you don't like where you are, like you're not in with the person you want to be with, you're not in the house you want to be, you hate your house. However, find reasons to be grateful for that house. Be grateful for the person you're with, because what life has taught me, and I've read this in spiritual books, is that it's embracing where we are that enables us to move forward. And we can't hate where we are and necessarily move forward. We need to embrace where we are. And and believe what I did is I embraced where I was, (sighs) believing, I did this as a kid, (laughs) on a rock, sitting on a rock, I would go outside because the house was cold, so cold emotionally, (laughs) there was no connection between any of us, and it was so cold um, in air conditioning in the summer. So I would go outside and write poetry on this rock. And I would talk to God about, I know my life is going to get better. I just believed it, that my whole life wasn't gonna be a 16 year old being upset that I would have more time (laughs) to, to grow and change and have different. And I think some of us have, we have a many lives in one lifetime. Um, So I've done so much self-development work and I've healed. I wrote all of my books from a healed place, speaking to the person who might not 
feel very good. I want to bring them light and love and peace. I want that. I want that for the whole world, but I know <laughs> that I finally learned that I, I cannot heal the whole world, but I can do my, my part. My part is allowing the books that wanted to come through me to come through me. <laughs> they wrote themselves through me with effortlessness and ease and fun. And I made up words. I felt like I was channeling um, Dr. Seuss. And I went I've gone to spiritual conventions and at this one, this psychic said to me that Ted Geisel, who was Dr. Seuss, that Ted Geisel is in my soul group. Wow. And I know now that I am not a separate individual. I know that separation is an illusion. <laughs> Because divinity visited me in 2011 and gave me that personal lesson. Joy, separation is an illusion. Because I didn't get it. So, so what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean by that? When you say divinity came to you and gave you that personal lesson, what, 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 do, you, what do you mean by that? Okay, so for much of my life, I was tight, Matt, <laughs> and my, my shoulders were at my ears, yeah. and, I, and I was just tight and scared. I was raised in a fearful home. So I have done body work to, un, to relax this frame, you know, to, <laughs> to not yeah. be a tight... I've opened, I mean, I used to have pain around my heart when I breathed and I don't have that anymore. I unlocked the cage of my heart. I'm just, I'm open. I'm, I could be like, I have to remember that when I go out in public, maybe not to be so open, but I'm, I'm a very open individual. And when I was starting to do this body work, I had some amazing things happening in 2011. Uh, 10 years ago, I woke up with this knowing that I needed to clear my boyfriend's stuff out of my house. And I knew where every coffee filter and tea bag of his was in my house. And I made this pile by the front door of all of his things and then we went out to dinner the next night and over dinner, I'm saying to him, I need to, I'm having a personal retreat this week. I can't see you. Um, no, I think it was the next, it was the next day I cleared the things. Okay, yeah, cause we went out Saturday night and it was Sunday morning when I got that awareness to clear mm. his things. Bless that dear soul. He's a very wonderful person and really low vibrational. Hmm. 
and I have a very high vibration of joy and love. I know it's, I've noticed, I I mean, I'm just happy talking to you and it's (laughs) raised my energy. So I, so that Sunday I went to a spiritual, um, to um, a spiritual center. It's called Terra Nova. Um, Good. I think that Terra Nova, New Earth, I think that is. Terra Nova. And during the meditation that this woman was giving, I had to stand up. I was being shocked in my wrists and my ankles. And what I understood, I'm a, I'm a lay person in many ways. I, I don't know a lot and I know things and I didn't understand this but I went home and I walked around on the earth, mother earth grounding. I understood that if I'm being shocked, we are electrical systems <laughs> that I needed to ground myself. And I think that what was happening the Friday before that, oh, in Pilates, I have taken Pilates for years, every week, once a week, I've been doing body work. (laughs) I've done chiropractic and mm, rolfing and uh, what other cranial sacral therapy, a lot of body work. And that Friday in Pilates, she had mentioned that she said, Joy, you are so aligned. Something's different about you today. So that was Friday. Then Saturday, I'm having dinner with this man and I say, I'm going in this week. And then Sunday, I'm getting shocked. Something was really happening with me. And then I was playing spiritual music and writing in my journal and having this retreat in my house. And I had a lot of trouble sleeping. I was having a backache. And I am pretty sure that I was having a Kundalini awakening thing happening to me. And the next day, I might have been that day that I gave my, I got down on the floor and gave my will over to divinity, which my ego did not like one bit, <laughs> was scared to death to do it. But I, I'm very courageous. And I did it. And lo and behold, I was in the bath this one time trying to get, feel comfortable from my achy body. And this, what appeared to me and explained that this was the all. I call, I call this divinity, the all. The all came and we communicated Um, I didn't see, I was seeing like a night sky with stars and having this communication without words where 
the all was saying joy. <laughs> Separation is an illusion. And the thing was, see, I, Matt and listeners, I had been a poster child for separation. Mm. It is because when I was an infant, I had my days and nights mixed up. We were on an Air Force base with my older sister up all day and me up all night. My mother couldn't get rest. So we were on an Air Force base for two years in peacetime um, when my father found a crib for me in the base hospital nursery. And growing up, my sister sassed a litany at me, which was very painful. And I'll say it in a minute, but I will say that when I wrote my first book, when divinity woke me up and said, use the lessons of your life to write an alphabetical adventure, it's essays, questions, and poems. I had a conversation with my sister because I didn't want, I, it was a little, it's a, it's a journey to write your first book. When you're laying out the issues of your life, And I didn't want to blame anybody for anything. I didn't want to complain or whine. And I ended up having a conversation with that sister who sassed this very painful litany at me over and over again. And she said, I doubt that I came up with it. Dad probably said it as a joke and I probably picked it up. And what it was, was mom and dad put you back in the hospital because you cried too much. Mom and dad put you back in the hospital because you cried too much. Then they got the wrong baby back. You really don't belong in our family. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it gives me goosebumps to name it, but what it did, it made me have this unbelongingness. I didn't belong anywhere. I was at the dance when we were 13. I'm in the circus colored dress and every other girl is wearing pastels. I mean, I never belonged. Yeah. I am the one with my older sister and her friends when the bird leaves the thing on my head. I mean, when you walk around with thoughts, (laughs) life gives them to you. (laughs) So um, I'll be quiet and let you. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a, that's a lot to have to go through. And I mean, how old were you when you heard that? I was probably, I don't know when it started. Maybe I was three or four oh, or, t- or two 
but it what it did was it it lived in me after she stopped right, saying of course yeah and it lived from the inside of me but what i understand is see i am now who i am and i am able i am what i i believe that the people with the hardest childhoods become become the brightest lights. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, I am very light. I'm, I'm filled with light. Right, yeah. And, you know, I think too, um, sometimes when people go through such tough childhoods, it, it can actually, I think, motivate them to want to have some of these spiritual connections and experiences that you had. Um, I mean, when you talk about wanting to, to, to surrender your will to God or divinity, however you understand or name it, um, can you tell a little bit about that process? I mean, I, I, I think I know what you understand. I think I understand what you're talking about, but some people might not. I mean, when you say surrendering your will to divinity, what, what, is, what does that mean and what does that look like? Thank you, Matt. Well, what I came to understand is that, well, I studied, maybe people watching studied The Course in Miracles, but that taught me about the Holy Spirit part of my brain and the other part of my brain, the egoic part of my brain. And then um, somewhere, I don't know where I, I think, this happened kind of, um, I'm very organic, like one thing leads to another and another and another. And I think I was that when I was retreating in my house that week, I was, I was talking to God. I was, and I was being shown pictures of how reverent I've always been. Reverence. I was a lovely little girl wearing white gloves, being very nice. I was reverent, but I also, I think because of the disconnect in my household where we couldn't talk, um, I was, I had to hurdle the pet gate, turn the TV in the living room up to its nuclear noise level of the Chet Huntley, David Brinkley report of the 6.30 NBC News and run back out of the living room and go over the pet gate to sit down and eat dinner where we were not talking. We were listening to the Vietnam War. Hmm. My parents bless them they are in the great beyond and they are likely very proud of me that i'm pretty sure this understanding i later got that when we're soul in that soul place we are meeting with the people we're going to be a family with and we're saying who's going to be you need to learn this and you need to learn this and i apparently <laughs> needed to be named joy and yeah. needed to and needed to not belong so that i could learn that 
everything is connected. <laughs> so that week, you know, I, I was seeing movies of my reverence and I loved God and I, I had become, I was born into a Jewish home and I later became Christian and then I later became Unitarian and then I later became Unity. I mean, these days I don't go anywhere. Yeah. I have a spiritual practice and I, I know, I'm not sure I answered your question. <laughs> no, you, yeah. I mean, you're talking about oh. just the, the experience oh. okay. of connecting with divinity and, and what that's like in the, to surrender your will over to divinity. Yeah. And yes, and then, so I was, I was seeing the movie of how I was so reverent and I was feeling this closeness to God. I was feeling like, I must have understood that, um, that somewhere along the way, it's a good idea to that the, I've now learned that the ego is a very fearful entity within us. And I just, I don't know, I felt called to get down on the hardwood floor on my belly and give myself over to the God I didn't really understand, but I believed in more than I believed in this crazy fear in me, I believed in the other thing. <laughs> so, um, but my life has never been the same. Um, it was a really good thing to do. I recommend it. <laughs> I recommend it. <laughs> I know. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. And I mean, so does that, so does, does that mean then now, uh, and you sort of talked about it, like one mind is maybe one part of your mind is the ego. One part is the Holy Spirit. So is, is part of this idea of surrendering, is it that you are now making decisions based on what you feel like an inner knowing connected with that part of your mind connected to, to, to the Holy Spirit or God? Am I hearing that right? Yes, that I am not any longer a divided individual. Yeah. I don't, I'm not any longer like, do I do this or do I do this? I don't, I am a clear, I have clear understanding and knowing. And if I don't know what I'm supposed to do in any moment, I simply need to close my eyes and breathe into my center, because in the center of me, I am one with everything. I'm not a separate human being having a, an experience. I am a spiritual being having a human experience very highly connected to everything that exists. Yeah. So I think that's why 
I'm a channel for these books. And I know that there is a book I have been reading every single day for five and a half years that I may never stop reading because I believe in it so much. It's called The Way of Mastery. And just as the Course in Miracles was channeled um, from Jesus through these two people, this book was channeled from Jesus through a man and but differently than the Course in Miracles, this book is poetic and so beautiful. And it teaches us that what we are is communication devices. <laughs> we are here to bring the good, the holy, and the beautiful. And that would be the highest way to use ourselves as a communication device is to bring the goodness, the good, the holy, and the beautiful. And I know that this is who I am, that I am a bringer of the good, the holy, and the beautiful. I have some friends who call me. You know, you can't exactly call up God, but you could call up a friend who is so calm, so peaceful, so filled with love, who will say the exact right thing that that friend needs. Yeah. And that is not ego in me that is just me trusting i know that i am that friend to my friend that i will be given exactly the words that that friend needs you know i just recently did that for a friend who was going having surgery and after the surgery, she called and I said, you're alive because she, her biggest fear was that she would die. And I said, no, you're going to live and you're going to call me. And she said, you, you don't know what you did for me the other day when I called you, but you gave me exactly what I needed and what I, what I give is trust. I also give, um, I have a 98 year old friend who didn't heal through her wounds exactly yet. So I just keep saying, um, love yourself more today than yesterday yeah and i give yeah. I, I she's afraid to die and i said you know i'm gonna t i know you don't need to be afraid to die you're gonna it's like going from one doorway to the next you're gonna pass through this doorway to the next 
but you have to believe that. And if you want to stay in your body and be afraid of dying, so be it. Like, I'm not attached. She doesn't have to stay here for me. And yeah, and, and I, I, and I, I appreciate you sharing that example because, it, you know, that makes that does make me wonder. You know, you mentioned she has not healed from her wounds, and I, and I know people who they are devoted to spiritual practices. You know, they they practice surrendering their will over to God, or they they read a course in miracles, or they engage in all this self-help or spiritual development work but they, they still haven't healed and they're still suffering a lot or maybe it's not a lot but they just they feel anxious or they feel sad um or their emotions are not regulated but they still practice all of these things um i, I mean what what would you say to, to people like that who might be out there listening now or like i i do these things and i'm still sad and disconnected and anxious. Mm. Wow. Well, I would say that gives me so much compassion for you. And I wanted to, I would want to say, um, I don't know exactly what's holding you back. However, I will give you a complimentary call of 30 minutes. <sighs> And maybe we could figure out something. Um, you know, what does that individual need? It would be every individual would need something different. It could be, I think at the root of a lot of it is loving. Lo like I didn't love myself for a really long time. I, and I remember thinking, if God created me and I don't love myself, that doesn't fit. Yeah. So because, yeah. and I, I've had my, I've had my own, <laughs> I've had my stuff. Yeah. I have, I have, I have been in car accidents. Like I don't want anybody watching and think, Oh joy, she's, I'm not anything different than another human being. I have done a lot of work. I struggled and I cried when this woman's like, I think if you work with me, this will really help you. And I cried and I'm like, I'm so tired of being on this path of healing my stuff. It's exhausting yeah. to, to be on a long journey of healing your stuff. Yeah. But I would tell anybody that it's effing worth it <laughs> because I did go and have a meeting with that woman and she gave me a tool that I needed to unlock my inner critics. I was being beaten up from inside here. Um, so yeah, you never know what tool will really, I think um, I heard this today. Someone said on a talk I was listening to about how we're all experimenting 
with ourselves. Like, yeah. What if I, what if I try this? What if I go with this guy? What if I, it is our, our particular lives. (laughs) They really are an experiment because we, we need to find the golden keys that will unlock our locks like what is our locks and blocks are particular to us and I think I've when I see people that they're just they're making (laughs) they're continuing to make a lot of what feel to me to be maybe not so great choices like they're choosing again and I'm like no no like I know that I've made a lot of good choices. Yeah. Like I was aided by some of my own luck that I was, I never had that issue that some people have of lack because I was born into a family that had some money. So that money wasn't my issue. <laughs> I've been abundant. I, I married a guy who was a really big earner. And when those people divorce you, you're abundant. Okay. And what it let me do was um, live into my soul's gifts. I didn't have to work down the street somewhere for an hour or whatever. And I get it that we all have what we have (laughs) to work with. And mine was what mine was. So um, yeah, I, I would just, I bless you. And I, that you who are still wounded and you, you do this and you do this and you're still wounded. You haven't found the magic key to your own boxes inside you. Like I will say that journaling is an has been an amazing tool in my own life. Like the one time I was at a journaling class and it was on the topic of wild. And I sat there and was like, Oh my gosh, this is a foreign concept to me. I have lived with white gloves on and I'm in my forties, you know, maybe it's time to take off the white gloves and color outside the lines. Like my consciousness consciousness grew that day that I realized I was the one holding the key to these boxes I was living in. It wasn't another person. It was me. I was the jail person of the box. (laughs) I was in jail of my own self. So, yeah, just, I've just had synchronicities and blessings and I think that um, 
When I said that my life hasn't been the same since I um, surrendered to God, and I talked about that book, The Way of Mastery, that I've been reading every single day, which is channeled from Jesus, it is changing me. Jesus, Jesus in your heart will change you. And if you have a different ray of the God essence, that's through the Native American or through the Indian or through the South American. I mean, I read that this morning, just talking about this is one ray of an immense lineage, Jews, <laughs> I was born Jewish, Jews and Jesus are are from a very long lineage of connection to the source. Yeah. And so, so are, there's a South American lineage and a Native American lineage and a, and everybody has a lineage. We're all connected to the one. <laughs> and universe means one song. We're singing one song. That's really, really well said. I mean, and again, I, I appreciate you, you sharing all these things. I, I personally feel more calm, more energized. Um, I mean, I, I woke up at 5.30 this morning, but I'm like ready to go right now. It just feels like I had like a cup of coffee, um, but I didn't. Um, so I, I appreciate you, you sharing some of this, this, your energy and your calmness. I'm also curious, I mean, is, are, is this, I know you talked about your books, but is there anything else in your books or that we didn't cover that you feel like can be helpful to people to experience this type of joy and calmness? Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I would say that my books that have come through me from the one to bless everyone, they will make you feel lighter. And this is what I get back from people. Um, they will, <laughs> this was the first one. There's the man that read it and I have a glass ornament hot air balloon that looks like this that he gave me because he said, I raised his thoughts, his way of thinking to a higher level. Yeah. Now this is um, available in the soft cover through me and maybe used on Amazon. Um, and otherwise it's available as an ebook. And then there is a revised version of it that has um, new, some 10 new essays and some new poetry because there were years between the first book and this book, and I continue to evolve. So I wrote a new edition nice. and this is available in soft cover. I don't, oh, I'm not sure if it's an ebook. I, oh, I, it's not because there was, I don't think it is on Amazon, but somewhere mm -hmm. it might be an ebook. Um, and um, then came, I don't have a physical copy anymore, um, the Venture to Your Center. It's called Go Enjoy Venture to Your Center, journaling prompts to enliven your joy. 
And I have heard that people that answer those prompts do feel more joy, just like people that read my books feel lighter and brighter. And then um, these books, um, Designed to Shine, and then volume two of it, uh, make people uh, feel uplifted. It's, I can't help it. And that is what joy does. <laughs> joy lifts. You know, if you're feeling sad and then you feel joy, you are lifted from the sadness of a lower vibration of sadness. So um, uh, clients call me a joy bringer and I, I'm happy to bring anybody the gifts of who I am if it works out through my books or through working with me. It's my um, honor to help raise the vibration on our dear planet. That's, that's really, really wonderful. And you mentioned, you know, clients who work with you, um, you know, you've described this work. I mean, would you, if you had a, if you could put a name to it, I mean, is this like spiritual direction or coaching? I mean, could you talk a little bit more about the work you do with clients? Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I'm um, certified in spiritual direction. And I'm also um, ordained as an Alliance of Divine Love Minister. And all the work I've done, but I don't like the term spiritual direction. It doesn't sound good from, it doesn't sound, but I, I did do, I'm certified and my clients call me, I call myself a spiritual mentor that I can work with clients who feel disconnected from the God of their understanding, okay. clients who want to have a spiritual practice and they don't know how to do it. Um, clients that their home life is too serious and they want my help, I can support that. And at these um, in complimentary calls, sometimes people don't need to work with me. They simply <laughs> need me to listen to them for 30 minutes. Yeah. And if that, yeah. if that is the help they need, I'm very happy to give that. Um, so yeah, I'm a spirit, I'm that. Um, I, I'm just, those are my gifts. My gifts are kind of hard to quantify, but I can, I make people feel, I don't make people feel better. I. I have an ability to lighten yeah. anything. I, I could totally see that. I mean, like I said, I, I feel lighter and calmer and, and just have a little more energy after talking to you now for about an hour. And um, that is that is such a kind offer too. You know, I want to make sure I heard that right. You're offering a 30-minute complimentary conversation with you. 
Yes. And that's um, anybody could reach out to me through my website, joyonyourshoulders.com and request a complimentary session. Okay. And yes. And I, sometimes it only takes 10 minutes sometimes. And sometimes it, you know, at 30, they're like, well, I need more. And then we schedule the paid part of that. If they want to do that, you know, that's, um, yeah, but I, I have supported people and then they've gone on to become spiritual healers like this. They were doubting what they were receiving. And I could say, I believe that (laughs) I believe I can believe a lot. And before I had tight beliefs, like I lived with a car accident in my body for nine years until I did body work because my father was a physician and you were not to go to chiropractic, (laughs) but I believe in crossing bridges. Yeah. Cross, cross a bridge and oh my gosh, on the other side, you will not believe what is over there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, that is, uh, that is great. And um, yeah, I would definitely put that website um, on um, the the write-up, but can you say that one more time just so people heard that? Yes. That if you would like a complimentary phone call, um, I could even expand that and say, no, I don't want to do Zoom. We'll do a complimentary phone call. I don't want to see you. I want to be just the voice. But I would, hmm, yeah, I listen deeply. I listen beneath your words to offer you something for your journey. And um, it's my honor and privilege to do that for you. Well, that's great. I, that is such a, a kind and generous offer. And I, I really, really appreciate that. Um, and, you know, we have, we have covered a lot today. Um, is there anything that we didn't get to that you were hoping to get to or any sort of other remarks you'd like to make? Thank you. Well, Uh, Gratitude comes up in my awareness of how we didn't talk that much about it, but I will say that having a gratitude, a daily gratitude practice, I believe is powerful to your journey and that I know to my own journey that because I was so practiced in being grateful could have been the last really hard thing that happened for me because I don't know that I'm going to have hard things happen anymore. But um, my car was broken into and it shocked my entire system uh, five years ago. And then a few minutes later, I thought, wait a minute. They didn't take my car. I'm not hurt. The window's going to get fixed. 
we're going to continue on our way. I'm so grateful. And I believe it's because I've been practicing, I've been practicing gratitude. Anything that you practice really comes into play when you're in a challenging moment. So practice, you know, I practice being loving every day. And so if I encounter a really, really angry person, I'm not going to be phased. I'm going to stand there and maybe I'll say, wow, that's a lot of anger. Like, I feel really, that's really interesting. You are filled with anger. It's not about me. I didn't do anything to you. Right. I wonder, I wonder what your anger is about. Like we can become individuals that aren't. bothered I remember I'll just say the first time that I went in the world that I knew I didn't need something where I was going I didn't need to talk to somebody where I was going I was going really empty to simply be in that place but I was highly aware of that emptiness in me. And um, I said that to this same friend that had the surgery the, the other day, because years ago she called me, <laughs> she saw me on a podcast and she called me, she reached out and we, and she said, I don't want to put this, I don't want you to have this thing that's bothering me. And I'm like, okay, the thing is, I'm not gonna take it. That thing that's bothering you, I'm going to listen and I'm going to respond in some way that will be beneficial to you, but I'm not gonna take it, it's not mine. I know what's mine. <laughs> that, that's smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So thank you for this time to talk with everybody and with you, Matt. It's been very beautiful. Yeah, Joy, I, I really, really appreciate it. Like I said, um, I definitely feel lighter and more energized and happy and so I really thank you for taking the time uh, to speak with with me and, and us today. It's uh, it's 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 really it's really been wonderful. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye -bye. All right. Bye.